Hey friend, all the things that we talk about every week start and end in the mind. So I thought it was only right to help you on your greatness journey by creating the Through My Eyes 28-Day Mind Shift Journal. This four-week prompted journal is divided into four sections about gratitude, about ability, about unlearning, and about manifestation. Each section has daily writing exercises and weekly tasks to help you solidify the mindset shift. And at the end of each week, you'll be creating personal affirmations that will be used at the end of day 28 to create a custom mind shift mantra. The Through My Eyes 28 Day Mind Shift Journal is available now on Amazon. There's also a link in the show notes to purchase your copy. Thank you so much for supporting, and now let's start the episode. Hey friend, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast, a space where I give you whole life perspective on business relationships and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. And this is week three of our unlearning series. Before you're able to possess everything that's yours, there are some things that you need to shed. Some you were taught, some you developed out of necessity or survival, and some have always been lingering, but no matter how it came to be, you owe it to yourself to let go of it to make room for better. And of course, as I've been saying, this series is not exhaustive, but I wanted to talk to you about a few unlearnings that have helped me in hopes that they can help you too. This week, I want to talk to you about unlearning scarcity. Because lately, I've been hearing a lot about abundance and having an abundant mentality, an abundance mentality. And I believe that this is good, of course. And I believe that it is important and beneficial. But what I haven't heard as much about is unlearning or the unlearnings that allowed this to be a reality for people, right? We don't walk around not wanting more because less is fun. But it's because of certain things that we have been taught over time that have lingered, as I said, that were necessary for survival, as I said. And if we don't talk about getting rid of the scarcity mindset, the abundance mindset is just going to be a bunch of lip service, right? So this came to be partially because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about what I wanted to do for my 30th birthday next June. And I told her that the options, I had I had two of them. One was either have a giant party, invite all the people who are close to me, have a great time, turn up, all of that good stuff. Or take the money that I'd use for the party, spend half of it on a luxury solo vacation, and then the other half of it on a luxury gift for myself. And... This has been my thought process on my birthday for a while. Um, Both of these options have been lingering probably, I'd say the birthday party since I was 25 and the solo trip more so maybe a year or two ago, right? And as we were discussing it, I stopped myself mid-sentence 
with an epiphany that had never occurred to me prior to that. Why can't I have both? (laughs) Why can't I have the luxury vacation with the luxury gift and also the birthday party with all the people who I love dearly, right? All things considered, like, let's put that caveat. If you guys could see me right now, I have two brackets. My hands are in the shape of two brackets around my head. All things considered, finances considered, time considered, ability considered, right? Not just go into debt because I deserve everything that I want. No, 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 no. And I think you all know me better than that by now. And she went on to tell me when I came to this epiphany that it's a scarcity mentality that many of us have had and it is probably most likely rooted in the times when we were growing up. So the scarcity mentality was me never realizing that if I can reasonably afford it, I can actually do both, right? And the analogy that she gave was that you either get a birthday party or you get a bike. And as someone who had a bike, um, (laughs) this kind of triggered me. Um, And it, it took me back to a time like when I was younger and I'm sure many of you have had some instance of this where you requested things and there was always a trade-off of good things where, oh, you want to have this and you want to have that. You have to pick one of the two good things. You can't have both good things, right? And at the time, financial obligations or the financial obligations of our parents and guardians may have justified the ultimatums. I'm not sitting here bashing anybody, But what we don't realize is that when we get older and the validity of this situation is often transformed, the prevailing logic that now becomes learned from our childhood and follows us into adulthood is that I have to choose between good things. Yes, at that time, we didn't understand many of us. You know, even if our parents said, oh, I can only afford one, we weren't understanding based on childhood capacity that it's not that I don't want you to have both or that you don't deserve both or that I wouldn't provide you with both. But right now this is the ability. So we take it as whenever it's good things, we have to choose one. We can't have all of them. Right. And as we grow up, if we're not intentional, we'll remove the all things considered (laughs) bracket away. Right. We'll remove the fact that the decision or the um the ultimatum is rooted in the the lack of ability for better words to provide both so we'll move it as we grow into why should i have both i should just have one when that's not necessarily the case right and the the concept of having to choose between two two good things is one that as you can tell by my story, I've struggled with and one that I think many of us struggle with, even if we don't think we struggle with it internally. Sometimes we look at others and we're like, oh, why are you doing all of that? Like, isn't that too much? Isn't that too much? Why do you need three? Why do you need this? And the question is, why do you think they don't deserve it if they have the capacity for it? You know, that's the question. And this friend is something that I've had to unlearn in order to tap into abundance. And this is something that you are going to have to learn in order to truly tap into your abundance. When able, 
when able, when able, let me say that three times. There is nothing wrong with getting all the things, doing all the things and having what you desire. There is nothing wrong with it. If I, when it's time for my birthday, if I have that huge party and invite a hundred people and then I go on that luxury seven day vacation and then on my, on my vacation day two, I open up a beautiful gift. There is nothing wrong with it. If I am able, I shouldn't have, there should be no guilt around doing the things that you're able to do for yourself when you are able to do those things for yourself. If you find yourself feeling unjustified pressure, pressure to choose like and when I say unjustified I mean you just feel guilty because you're getting a lot of stuff not because you're going into debt to accomplish it or you're swindling people or being dishonest in your acquisition of things or better yet if you're judging others when they do all the things without skimping out on themselves you probably need to unlearn scarcity And as I've been saying all month long in my intro, some of the things we're unlearning were developed out of necessity and survival, right? But things that we needed in one season can become a hindrance to another season, which is why adjusting our thoughts and actions to see what still still sticks, what's still relevant is what unlearning is about. I'm not saying that in that season, the ability to pick and choose, the ability to be satisfied with less than what you ultimately wanted wasn't wasn't great. It was. But if you're no longer there, staying in that place could be detrimental to your mental health and your self-worth. If you feel that you don't deserve good things or that there should be a guilt attached to it. It doesn't, it goes from internal and then it permeates outside of yourself. That means that when you meet somebody and they're doing nice things for you, you're gonna automatically be suspicious. You're gonna wait for the ball to drop or you're gonna reject it and miss out on opportunities to to experience what life has to offer you. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for myself. I'm working on unlearning this. It's, it's a tough one. I'd say it's probably one of the toughest, but I trust in you to, to do the work, figure out those things that are keeping you stuck, find the root of where they come from and convict yourself that you're no longer in that place by taking action against it, right? So friend, good is good and you deserve it as much as possible in exchange for nothing because it's available to you. The season of less is over, so release yourself of the fear, dive in, bask in it, stay a while, get used to it, because it's all yours now. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.